0: welcome in Aaron Portsline from the Athletic Covers, of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Aaron, you're with Kevin Carries, and Olympic gold medalist, Laurieann Munzer. Welcome uh, back to Sports 1440. Thanks for hopping on this morning.
1: Well, nice, and thanks for having me. Good to be with you.
0: So, before we get to last night's game with Seattle, can you just give an update what's going on with Patrick Lyon's situation, Aaron?
1: Yeah, I mean, as always, details are pretty sketchy. With this, it's part of the program's goal is to give these players an opportunity to seek help uh, without having their whatever that issue is skewed out to everyone to consider. We don't know what the issue is. Um, He needed to step away from the team for a while, and now he goes into the program. He is away from the team indefinitely. No one knows, uh, obviously, how long this is going to take. For him to get where he needs to be. He continues to get paid during this time, uh, but he cannot rejoin the Blue Jackets until uh, the program that he is now en- enrolled in has uh, cleared him uh, to return. So mm-hmm. uh, re- indefinitely isn't just the team not wanting to give you an idea of how long this is going to be. It's it's legitimately indefinitely.
0: So he's he just had a tough go since he arrived In Columbus, would you say that, Aaron, he just hasn't been able to, I guess, gain the same kind of traction that he had when he was with the Jets?
1: I mean, that is absolutely fair. He, that um, incredible goal-scoring prowess he showed early in his time with Winnipeg, he's had maybe one or two stretches. We're talking 8, 10, Mm -hmm. 12 games where he's looked to have that sort of confidence in his shot. I do think he's become a little more well-rounded of a player. Certainly they needed him to be that here. I think at times he's looked that. Um, Maybe more of a playmaker than just a pure goal scorer, but I think the sense from watching Patrick Laine since he's been here in Columbus is is I can get two things. First, he's not in the lineup very often. He's missed 89 games in um, basically, what, almost three, a little over three years, so almost two-thirds, almost one-third of his games. And he's, he's not maxed out. I don't think Columbus has yet to see Patrick Laine at his best, and maybe this is part of the reason why. So, mm-hmm. And I think we should all be, I think most many people are, even on social media, which can be such a, a toxic landfill sometimes, uh, rooting for Patrick Laine first as a human being to get back to where he needs to, to be and, and worry about the, the hockey and, and anything that comes after later.
0: Yeah, his, his well-being is uh, number one priority as uh, we're with Aaron Portsline from The Athletic, covers the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Having said that, you know, every team kind of has to make decisions on players. Where do you think they go moving forward with uh, Patrick Liney in the future here?
1: Well, I would have thought heading into the March trade deadline, if he came back and played well, that he's a player. That would be certainly a consideration to move at the trade deadline. That's out of the question now. Mm -hmm. Um, He's their player uh, to make work. I don't think any NHL team is going to be in the market for him. It would have been a tough trade anyway, given what he makes. Um, But the Blue Jackets is – Poorly as the season has gone, they have a, a swell of young forwards that have pushed uh, for top six, top nine ice time and have really delivered. Chinikov, Marchenko, these are not household names for for people certainly. Um, Fantilli is, but mm-hmm. the others, uh, Voronkov, I mentioned Marchenko and and Chinikov, These these guys have really pushed for significant roles with the Blue Jackets, and so I think. It was getting to the point where line A was becoming uh, expendable in Columbus, but I think all of that stuff is on hold now. He's, he's theirs to, to make work. Hmm. Do you wish, Aaron, um, is there something that you wish the fans would know about the Blue Jackets that maybe they don't, that you are seeing from a different perspective? Like, what would this be about the team? Yeah, well, I, I think maybe just a little of what I what I touched on, um, It 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 is from afar. It looks like the same hopeless situation that was here, you know, last year and other seasons in Columbus. And it is not that. Um, I I think they've got a lot to figure out, and this is not a good team as presently constructed, obviously. But there there are a host of young players here, um, and more really bright prospects on the way that suggest the team should be headed to a fairly bright future. They've got a lot of stuff to figure out. They, they have some veteran players. They either have to get motivated or, or get somewhere else. Um, but the young players are starting to take ownership of this team. They've won, I think, only 15 games this year. Um, but in 11 other games, almost as many, 11 other games, they've blown – third-period lead and gone on to, to lose. So they don't know how to win, uh, but they're slowly before our eyes showing us that they're learning how to play. Um, and just look at some of the numbers from, guys, from players you've not heard of. Um, and realize these are some bright prospects that are starting to deliver in the
0: NHL. Aaron Portsline, The Athletic, is uh, with us. Kevin Carries, Ann Munzer on Sports 1440. We saw that firsthand uh, here just last week, uh, Aaron, when the Blue Jackets, they probably should have been up 5-6-1 after 40 minutes. So is that kind of along the lines where they haven't learned how to win yet? Yeah,
1: I I think they were solid those first two periods Mm -hmm. in Edmonton. They lost it in the third. They were completely overwhelmed in the third. Um, that one wasn't as gut-wrenching as, say, the one in Vancouver uh, two nights later where they're up 4-1, yeah. to one, and you're like, I mean, as a, as a beat writer, you're, you're like, can I get a jump on writing this game? <laughs> and you're like, not with these guys. No, because this thing is far from over. And they give up three power play goals, three power play goals in the span of five minutes and 17 seconds. Three, um, and it's 4-4 four, four, and you're like well God this thing's over right and then they end up with a major penalty late a chance to win it they, they don't get anything out of that and they end up losing in overtime it's been you know games like that over and over again just soul crushing losses where when they're older when maybe they've figured a few things out they'll get rewarded for those games because by then one hopes they'll know how to win
0: mm-hmm. do you think Aaron That I mean David uh, your check now goes down and you know we saw how the team was kind of handling Kent Johnson earlier uh, where are they at kind of in your opinion handling younger players
1: yeah well there's been a lot of confusion here um, I think the, the big confusion just in a general sense is to look at this team see where they are in the standings see what these games look like of the blown leads. Why aren't uh, the younger players having a bigger role here? I mentioned some of their production. Look at their ice time. Um, Fantilli is, at last check, I think he was four minutes below Bedard per game. He's been moved to the wing to get Boone Jenner back into the lineup. I'm of a mind. He's got about 30 games left in the season. These should be put... To use, I didn't like that they came out of the Edmonton game without Adam Fantilli taking a single face-off against Connor McDavid. Now he's not ready for that challenge. I'm not saying he is. He is not Connor McDavid's peer yet. Uh, will he ever be? Is a is a fair question. But if I'm the Blue Jackets, I want him to know what that's like. That's what these games. Can can do for you now, where they can't get you into the playoffs. That ship has sailed. I want David Juracek mm-hmm. to have experienced McDavid and Drysyle. It may not go well, but next time they play Edmonton, it will be his second experience playing those two mm-hmm. great players, not his first. And this this sort of this sheltering, I, I get it. I Pascal Vincent, the head coach, knows more about developing hockey players than I will ever know. And in fairness, a lot of these guys I'm talking about who have played so well this season, he's the guy who's brought them along, so full credit there. But it feels to a lot of people like this season, while being a missed opportunity on the ice, is also being a missed opportunity to get some of these players' experience that can be useful in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aaron Portsline with The Athletic, uh, our guest on Sports 1440. Aaron, how would you say things have gone with Johnny Gaudreau uh, when he signed with the team? I'm sure a lot of people were kind of surprised a little bit about it, uh, but where would you say things have gone uh, with Gaudreau so far, and where can they go with this guy? Yeah, well,
1: I think the um, last, his first season at Columbus, was fine. I think the one thing they learned during the first season in Columbus is that, that Gaudreau, for all of his talent, is not a dressing room leader type rah rah guy. Um, that's not in his makeup. Never has been. I don't think they think it will be. Hmm. Um, so you're getting you're getting a player. Sure, um, you're not getting a guy that's going to change the direction of your of your dressing room from a leadership perspective. This year got off to a dreadful start for Goudreau, the first month of the season. You know, the thing with Johnny Goudreau, when you watch him play a hockey game, he's one of those players that you can't miss because he's he's always got the puck and he, he moves at 400 miles an hour. You didn't notice him the first month or six weeks of the season. Now, he's been much better since then. I will say, in his defense, he, he is not playing with, obviously, the line mates he had in Calgary. He is a playmaker, first and foremost, on the wing. And with this bunch, though they're getting better, a lot of his best plays, his best setups, either the guys aren't on the same wavelength as him or they don't have enough polish to finish what he has set them up for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been kind of a mixed bag, but I think the last couple of months this season, I don't think you can question his, his efforts. He's been more productive, but he's not anywhere near the player that he was that last year in Calgary.
0: Where are you at, too, with Zach Warinski Getting back into the lineup uh, on this uh, road trip that you guys were on, and, you know, I mean, obviously they're number one defenseman, but uh, yeah. where, where, I mean, but again, the injuries and everything like that, but uh, this has got to yeah. be the, the uh, you know, the, the leader of this team, especially on the
1: back end. No question. And he's, he's such a gifted player, such a well-respected player he has had and so many fluke injuries this is not a pulled groin or or out of shape type injuries it's it's just some of the weirdest you know taken into the boards last year after i think 13 games and his shoulder's gone misses the whole season Mm -hmm. comes back from that it's a slow recovery even when you're playing it takes a couple of, at least a couple of weeks to get your feel back. I think it took him a month before he felt like himself. And then he suffers a high ankle sprain, another a completely aggravating injury. Um, I don't think he's 100%. I think he's still playing through the ankle because uh, he wants so badly to be out there. Very gifted player. Um, and they've got some help on the way. They signed Ivan Provorov and Damon Severson last summer to bulk up that back end. Mm-hmm. And they're still, I think they're only about a quarter of a goal per game better than they were, which is significant in the NHL, but not enough when you gave up over four goals a game last year. So, you know, they need Juracek to develop. He, I know he's frustrated by the pace that he's been brought along. They have a young player who Canada would be familiar with, Denton Matechuk from mm-hmm. the World Juniors, really good player who I think will be here next year. So there is help on the way. But when you talk about this team being competitive, when you start leaning on this many young players who are on the rise, you think um, it can take at least a couple, maybe a few more years before you really start to blossom. Look at New Jersey. Uh, Look at the other teams. Buffalo has been spinning tires now. Uh, for a couple of years, where you think they're ready to pop and they don't get there. Ottawa, this is the part. What Columbus is going through now is the tough part of rebuilding that nobody discusses or no one wants to consider. When you just make the all too popular decision to tear it down and build it up, it can be a really long process, yeah. and they're living that now.
0: How, how busy do you think uh, Yarmo kekalina will be at the at the deadline? What can he move? There's not a lot of pieces to move here.
1: Yeah, I mean the one expiring UFA is Jack Roslovic. Probably a late mm-hmm. draft pick. Uh I think Liney would have been a consideration. He wants to move Elvis Mersleakens, uh the goalie, but good luck with that. Where did that line form? I'm I'm guessing nowhere for now. Um and I think a, another question is is it Yarmo Kekalainen's trade deadline uh to work? because he's been here, there'll be 11 years next month, one of the longest-tenured GMs in the league, and I don't think anybody would be surprised, uh, if, at least by the start of next season, if there's a new GM in place. Hmm. Aaron, in terms of thinking about team leadership and then the players taking responsibility here, is there a couple players that you feel could really turn around and really step into that role of instead of playing, maybe it's more individual, coming together collectively as a team and playing as we. Um, Are there a couple players that you see that could really elevate and bring the game up and turn as much of this ship around and this season around as possible? Yeah, I think the tough part about that is probably the most obvious answer is Adam Fantilli, who's a 19-year-old center. And that is a tall. That's a tall ask. They have some respected veterans here: good Branson, Caroli. You mentioned Worenski, certainly. Um, but it's Broom Jenner, of course, the captain. But it is a. It has been a quiet uh, dressing room. I don't get the sense there's a lot of rah-rah there, but you can just see that Fantilli is, who so maybe out now after suffering a lower leg injury last night. Um, you can just see the frustration mounting for him. It's an adjustment for, for a lot of these guys who have had nothing but success mm-hmm. uh, to come to the NHL and get fed losses like this. I'm not sure he knows exactly where to turn and how to handle a situation right now, but he has he has future leader written all over him. I just don't think that's something you can expect in the near term.
0: Hey, Aaron, really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, Enjoy all your articles on The Athletic. Uh, uh, Thanks for, for taking the time this morning. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for having me.